The following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. to another episode of Always Oversharing. And on today's episode, I want to talk about being judgmental. But of course, I have to wrap it around a story, right? So the past two weeks of the series have been a little heavy, right? They've, they've been pretty deep. And so I want to bring some of the fuckery back by... T- we're going to talk about something serious. But of course, I have to layer it in with something ridiculous. And so the title of this fucking story is called Coke in Cabo. Yes, I know how dare I be oversharing on the internet, but fuck it. Here we go. So for those of you who are, you know, routine listeners of the podcast, you've been engaging in my content for a while, you know that I routinely say the phrase fuck it year or yes year kind of interchangeably. And it's explicitly because I find so much value in either having years where basically you push outside your comfort zone, right? And and for those of you who are thinking about this, there's no pressure to do it for a full year. You can do it for a quarter. You can do it for a month. Fuck it. You can do it for a week. But the entire intention is to say yes to things that you normally wouldn't out of fear, you know, exhaustion, like whatever it is. And not to say that you want to put yourself in harm's way, but you want to give yourself the opportunity to have a deeper connection with others, with yourself, right? And discover new things because you said something, you said yes to something that you normally wouldn't, right? So I, just for a little bit of context, I know most of you don't know me prior to the podcast. So I've had a lot of fuck it years, but I would say with having to do with the judgment conversation and all that, I need to kind of reel it back a bit and show you like just a story where this kind of falls in place. So In 2017, I worked at a tech startup. I was kind of like the jack of all trades, right? Did everything and anything. And that's how startups usually work. And this one specifically was bootstrapped, meaning there was no investor money. So it was like extra hands on deck. Like they literally didn't have the funds to hire too many people except for the bare minimum. So everyone was kind of doing everything. And so I was the assistant to the president of the company in the New York office, which meant that I was also HR and the recruiter and the office manager and the IT and like, like fucking everything else, right? So one of the things I was helping with was to find people to work in the office, right? So I was kind of working with the recruiting agency, like a Michael Page or something like that. And I, you know, ended up developing a relationship, not, you know, not intimately, but personally and professionally with the person who was my account manager, right? So over the course of a year, back and forth, going through different candidates and all this stuff, I developed a good professional relationship with him. And We'll call him Chad. I developed a great relationship with Chad. Very amicable, whatever, but I never met him in person. And so when it came time that I was leaving this job a year later in 2018 is when he reached out and he was like, hey, you know, why don't we send you off with a, you know, kind of a last hoorah. Let's grab some lunch, finally meet in person, shoot the shit, and we'll send you on your way and and best to you, right? So we met for lunch and we had such a blast. It was so much fun. And, and just for context, Chad was around my age. I think he was like a year older. So we had a lot in common, right? We experienced a lot of the same nostalgia. Like we just, we got along really well. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty good at kind of ming- mingling with people. I could be really quiet and introverted, but I generally speaking, I can get along with everyone pretty well and easily. So there was no surprise there. But so in the middle of this lunch, right? I'm just thinking it's going to be a lunch, like, you know, great. They paid for it, be on my way, probably never speak to them again, right? So middle of this conversation, Chad is like, you know, this is so much fun. I know you're just starting a new job, but would you be interested in possibly coming to Cabo with me? I'm going in a month. 
you wouldn't have to pay for anything. It's already paid for. You just have to get your, your ass there, right? You just have to buy your ticket, your flight. And, I, you know, I was in New York, so right, so a flight from New York to Mexico. So, you know, again, my initial thoughts were like, mm, you know, I'm just starting a new job. I can't really do that. It's kind of pushing the limit, blah, blah, blah. All these internal monologues about like why I can't do this. And then I realized, fuck it, I'm having a yes year. When else would I get an opportunity like this? Okay, yes, I'm in another country. Maybe it's dangerous, but I know this person professionally. I know where he works. Like, I know I know the things to, like, ruin him, essentially, right? So, fuck it, let's go. So, I said yes, and I went to Cabo. And mind you, I don't know shit about this trip. He sent me pictures of what, to, like, what the place looked like and where we were going, but I didn't know who was going. I didn't know the quantity of the people who were going or the, the types of industries or kind of personalities that were there I didn't know the activities we were doing like bare minimum just was like hey we're going to Cabo this is where we're going like are you in or not and I said fuck it and I went and so I am I'm not saying to do dangerous things but I would say like it did this is this is one of many stories if you listen to season two one of many stories where I said yes to something and had like a wild movie-like moment and this was one of them so I Cabo I went and it both exceeded my expectations but was also one of those trips that ended and I was like get me the fuck out of here I never want to see these people again I never want to engage in something like this again like I'm glad I experienced it but like peace the fuck out and also for context before we get into the fucking story and hence the name of the pot you know the episode being you know being called coke and Cabo I'm a moderate girly, right? So I was a little bit crazier when I was younger, kind of pushing limits in more of a physical sense, right? Like what my body could do, right? Because you are you kind of think you're invincible and like when you get hurt, you recover really quickly, whatever, right? You can like go on an hour or sleep type shit. Now when I'm older, I still do crazy things, but like it's in a, a more risky way that's like it's more tied to like my status and that shit, like more serious adult stuff than just my physical stuff. And, and not that your physical body isn't important, but you, I hope you get what I mean. So I never really did any hard drugs. I, I did Molly once or twice at a rave, which was fucking awesome. I'm great. I'm glad I experienced that. But everything else has been like all natural, right? Like pot and shroomies on occasion. But I don't really do any of that stuff like really anymore. And when I did it back in the day, it was either for explicitly decompressing or it was for like inner like searching, right? Like that spiritual inner kind of experience. So I don't do anything anymore. I'm not to say that I'm never going to you know, forever, but I've been on a bit of a sober journey for the past two years for God knows for what reason. I've just been raw dogging life, but I'm just trying to paint the picture of the person who I who I think I've evolved into after this fucking trip. But so anyway, going back to the trip. So 27, 2018, sorry, 2018, I go to fucking Cabo and here's a, I'm going to give you a breakdown of like the epic shit that happened and then a cross of what not epic shit happened. So for, to paint the picture, we were staying in an ex-MLB player's stupid fucking huge mansion on the top of a hill overlooking the entire harbor of Cabo. Fucking gorgeous. Infinity pool. Everything is like to the fucking nines. Like just gorgeous. And this house had an, an in-house chef that would cook whatever you wanted at any point in time, though they were constantly putting spreads out for us. We also had in-house cleaners and servers and not just like a daily maid like these people are around all the time and like their job is to kind of clean up and they're supposed to serve and they're supposed to help with like help you know basically making the experience more of a vacation instead of us doing shit while also being hush hush about the things that shouldn't be spoken outside of those walls which is kind of fucked but like it's awesome then going from there like then it gets into the wild shit right so like the I we had a 
a costume themed yacht party which is fucking insane i'm glad i didn't have to plan it i'm glad i didn't have to pay for the yacht but i showed up and it was fucking dope it was i i did a lot of things that i shouldn't on that boat but i'm glad i fucking did i also went to a pool party club like kind of like vegas style where they have a dj fully paid for cabana again didn't pay a lick for it it was just kind of like there and we had like a mariachi band that was always around us like following around we had an in-house tequila tasting like just shit again like things that I don't think I'd ever experience in my life because I'm first of all I'm not like you know I'm not a big drinker so I'm not gonna have a tequila tasting nor am I gonna be throwing money at a cabana and going for a rave in the middle of the day because it's just not my speed anymore but Will I be a passenger princess on it? Yes, I absolutely will. And then the last epic thing I would say is honestly drugs. And not because I did them. Like I wasn't, again, not, didn't, never done coke, didn't do it, wouldn't do it. But I, just to get paint you a picture of like how fucked it was. I don't know if any of you, well, if you've been to a restaurant with a large group, you will see the servers coming around with those like, you know, the little plastic serving dish thing that holds multiple plates that they put on a stand when they need to serve out multiple plates so envision that plastic giant plate right it's like an eight you know size of like an eight inch pizza or some shit 10 12 inch pizza but crystal and it's just littered with fucking every drug you could possibly think of it was like a smorgasbord of fucking drugs on this platter and I remember staring at this and being just like, who the fuck am I hanging out with like this I'm glad we're in Mexico because this shit wouldn't fly in the U.S. but also like what the fuck? How the fuck did they get it here? What, what are these things even? Like, I, I was just, I've never seen something quite as colorful and fucking, again, like a movie. It, that's how weird it was. And so, and you also, just to paint a picture, right? I'm in this gorgeous fucking house overlooking this harbor, this cerulean pool with all these people who are both like tan and gorgeous. And there's, we got house music playing in the background. We got servers coming around with alcohol and, and food and all this shit. And it's just like a good fucking time. And then platters, literally the servers are walking around with these platters. And it's just, it's, it's shot. It's fucked is what I'm saying. But Cool. Now, some of the not epic things that went down, because again, like this looks great on paper. It's cool. It looks like a movie. It's it's fun, right? Project Exile. Like it's great until it's not. And so, you know, one of the major things is like, you know, when you combine drugs, alcohol, and the heat, bad fucking time. So not only with my own self, where I was drinking and there was, you know, fucking heat in the middle of the summer, you know, I was like I mean I had one day where I was puking in the overflowing toilet on said yacht which is not great but for the other people who were going ham and doing things that they shouldn't they there was like drug-induced anger resulting in like multiple holes in the wall like fighting right both couples and like individuals like again just to paint a picture of the type of people on it not to be judgmental but these were a lot of silver spoon people meaning they had the trust funds or the companies that their parents gave them or whatever it is and they were doing like big things this isn't like oh a small mom and pop shop it's like one person was literally the largest I guess dealer you would call of beef like provider the largest provider of beef in the entire tri-state area so all the steakhouses in New York City ordered from this fucking place and this guy was running it he was making bank same with there was another guy who his parents invented like a beauty brand or some shit and so now he runs it and it's like one of the top ones again I don't want to I don't want I don't want to bring other people into this because it's my story to tell and it's not my I'm not going to dish out their shit I don't know their lives but like they got fuck you money and they have the ego to go with it so let's just paint the picture of that so when you have a big ego and a lot of money and there's a lot of drugs and alcohol people act fucking stupid right 
And on top of this, like the fighting and all that shit, there's also clicky and like mean girl behavior. So like there were a couple people that I really liked on the trip that were like, you know, girls who I got along with relatively well, right? And they were mostly outsiders. So the people who weren't friends, like we all banded together. So it was me and two other girls, so three of us. We were okay. Then there was one other person that I actually got along really well. His name was Doc, which is hilarious. He was their on-site traveling drug dealer. So he basically, wherever, whatever vacation they went to, he was always there, you know, fucking supplying whatever, which is ridiculous to even... I can't believe that's a fucking thing, but it is. But I actually really liked him as a person. He didn't do the drugs, but he supplied them. So, I mean, I don't approve of his lifestyle choices, but I fucking really liked him as a person. So we got along great. But, you know, that that also was, you know, not so, uh, like, again, the clicky mean girl behavior, not epic things that went down. Again, fighting couples and individuals, the lack of sleep. Like, I couldn't sleep because all these people were up all the time. So I'm a cranky bitch if I don't eat and I don't sleep. And the eating was fine. We were constantly fed, but not being able to sleep was problematic. And on top of the lack of sleep, what also contributed to that was like unwanted sex. And like, I should have known going into this that this was going to be like a couple thing that this individual was going to seek out something romantically with me or if not romantic, it would have been intimate. And if I pushed him away, he would have accepted it. He is a kind individual. But it was one of those things like as a woman at the time, I felt really guilty because he essentially kind of I don't know if he paid for me. I don't know what things he paid for. He just said, get your ass here and I'll take care of the rest. And I was like sold. And as a young woman who was, again, broken, kind of wanting to experience something new, I jumped on it. And I didn't feel threatened by him. I never did. But it just felt like obligatory that I had to kind of put out. Right. And that's a real thing with women. I I wouldn't I don't do that anymore. That's beyond me at this point. And I've experimented a lot with practicing those things. Like I've had men fly out on just to go on a date with me and not doing anything in return and they know that going into it so my boundaries are a lot clearer now but at the time I didn't know that so again like to talk about this trip it was super fucking epic but also like not fucking dope it was like actually I wanted to fucking leave like almost like immediately like I I enjoyed it for what it was but I also was just like like we're not doing this again I'm, I'm beyond this and so I'm saying all this to say like I'm encouraging you to say yes to wild experiences and opportunities because this would have never happened, much like my media tour and all the things I've done from quitting my job. But I'm also bringing this up because I'm very much in the mindset of like we are here not to achieve but to explore, right? So explore as much as you possibly can, especially while you're young and you don't have kids or home or any obligations to other people and you can do whatever the fuck you want. So highly recommend because even with all the shit that went down there that was terrifying and maybe not so great, it was an awesome experience and I got to learn more about myself as well as like mingle with other people and not to do a comparison but to gauge what I feel comfortable with moving forward and how I'm going to surround myself with certain people and put boundaries in that regard because I had never been in a situation like that before. So I also want to kind of touch on just the idea that judgment is actually a good thing, right? It's controversial opinion. Everyone, especially the self-help gurus and spiritual community, actually, and religion too, really, really, really religion, They say that judgment is a bad thing, but I feel like judgment in certain regards when it's coming from an empathetic background, it protects us from people, places, opportunities, or experiences that are not meant for us now or forever. So here I am in Cabo in this really interesting situation where I'm, you know, I relate to some people, but I mostly don't relate to the people there. I'm struggling to find connection. I'm struggling to find safety in some regards. Like I'm going to be judgmental, right? Because I'm concerned about my safety. Now, I to an extent understand that 
like being overly judgmental of others can be bad if it attributes to mental health struggles like comparison narratives and all that stuff but again it's one of those things i'm not going to go up to someone and be like i think you're a piece of shit because you got into a fight with your girlfriend broke down a door and punched in walls because you were on too much coke like i'm not going to do that am i going to take into account the behaviors you displayed when you were really fucked up and like be a little judgmental and keep my distance of course I fucking am because I'm not trying to be in front of your fist you know what I mean now that's an extreme case but I also feel like if you get a yucky feeling about someone and are quote-unquote judging someone based on decisions they make or don't that's your way of protecting yourself you don't need to be a keyboard warrior and like fucking shit on someone you don't need to verbalize how you're feeling if no one asks you right I'm not in the fucking spirit of unsolicited advice that's ridiculous unless you're a family or friend and I'm severely concerned for your mental health and safety I will say something and interject but unless you come to me and ask for advice or my opinion on something I'm not fucking saying shit I'll have an inner dialogue with myself but I'm not going to say shit to you I'm not I'm going to protect my peace and I'm going to move the fuck on now the other reason why I say judgment is good because or like I would even say judgment is falls in the category of checking your gut I think about the concept of butterflies like how many of you growing up were told whether intentionally like like specifically or not that when you get butterflies it signifies attraction right it signifies you found a connection and that that's your soulmate or some shit but now we're finding under further investigation that that's actually bullshit right it actually signifies anxiety and it signifies that something is bad and that you need to fucking run away as fast and as far as you can right so here we are thinking that judgment is a bad thing but i feel like judgment again from a place of an from empathy instead of destruction is a good thing right and Another reason why I say this is because I believe that we are all part of one giant family playing various roles, right? So I'm a villain in someone's story just as much as I'm a good guy in someone's story, right? It varies on the person and the circumstance. And we also mirror each other's behaviors, whether it's your shit behavior or your good behavior, right? So when there's spiritual love and I'm in understanding and have empathetic discernment, when I'm viewing these situations with people, again, now I'm older and I can come to, I can go to a situation knowing that that's how I'm approaching it versus when I was younger and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, fuck these people. I, you know, I was young. I didn't know, but now I know how to process things better. Like I can better understand why people are displaying behaviors and why it triggers me and also then invite the opportunity for me to really try to understand their perception and the pain that they're experiencing. Again, like, Just because you're being empathetic doesn't automatically mean you engage with them or side with their behavior or pick it apart. That's not your job. Your your job is to witness the fuckery, let's say, right? The fuckery that I witnessed in this group and try to understand why they're behaving the way that they are and why they're choosing to use certain substances to cope with something. And which is also funny because people are super easy to read when they're under the influence, which we all know, right? Alcohol lets down the, the fucking shield so you can see things that you didn't before, right? Big red flags if they're there. But my only job when I interact with people is to really ask myself what's coming up for me and how can I be a better person by viewing this person's behavior, taking pieces, you know, of it that I like and letting go of pieces that I don't. And if there's any way that I could support that person in that moment with the highest good in mind and with my safety at the forefront. That's all. Now, I'm wondering for those of you, if you agree with this, if you have any experience with this, I'm also real, like I'm also open to the fact that I'm full of shit and don't know what I'm talking about. This is just something that I came across. It's also super relevant as I go through more crazy experiences in my life. Judgment 
you know, interchange it with checking your gut is really important for me. And I found a lot of success by doing gut checks as opposed to kind of going about this, you know, traditional shit. But I'm going to leave it on that note. I'll talk to you next week.